When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, today I watched James Fox's Moment of Contact, with, which is a documentary about the 1996 Virginia, Brazil UFO crash. And uh, it was excellent. I really liked it a lot. Uh, it's, you know, this guy, he regularly makes great UFO documentaries and he's done it again. I believe that he pretty much knocked it out of the ballpark with this one. Uh, this was a case, uh, that uh, after it happened, a lot of UFO researchers did not want to touch it with a 10 foot pole, including Fox. And, uh, after some years went by, he started looking into it and he realized, well, wait a minute, there really might've been something that happened here. And actually there was something that happened there. And it's very, very similar to what happened in Roswell. And uh, I, I got to say, uh, it, you know, it just, again, proves the, the reality of this whole extraterrestrial presence. That's, uh, you know, I highly recommend this documentary. I thought it was excellent. Uh, I, well, I, I went on Amazon Prime today and I had to pay for it. You have to pay. It was like nineteen ninety nine plus tax. Uh, I, I, I buy James, I don't buy a lot of stuff like this, right? But when it comes to things like, uh, James Fox documentaries, I do, I do buy it, you know, because it's, I bought the phenomenon a, a couple of years back. Uh, that was fantastic. And now another one here. And, uh, now, so I'm just going to give you my overview of this and review. And, uh, so if you're expecting to see pictures of this alien, uh, there was alien beings that were seen there, you know, if you, if you're familiar with the Virginia case, uh, there were people who actually saw alien beings, uh, and uh, one person actually touched one and ended up dying later on. Uh, however, there are no images of the beings uh, in this film, and there are no video of the beings. It's what it mostly is, though. However, it's people. There's a lot of different people that are interviewed. There was actually some footage from them in 1996 after this thing first happened, and now they're still claiming the same thing, the same story, telling the same story a lot of years later. And very similar to Roswell in a lot of a lot of ways. Uh, uh, for instance, okay, there was a guy that actually saw this thing crashing. And in, in, in another way, it's actually even more so than Roswell because a lot of people, in the Roswell case, there's no, nobody really saw the crash. Uh, it was discovered later on. In this case, people actually saw the crash. There were different people that saw the crash that are uh, presented in this documentary. Uh, like for instance, there's uh, there was a couple that that were you know they were at their home and they saw this object coming down from the sky. But there was another person, this a different uh, some other guy that was uh, driving around and he saw the thing, uh, this you know cigar shaped object going looking like it was going to crash. Uh, it was smoking as it came down. And he actually followed it, uh, and this was in broad daylight. This this happened at the in the daytime. So he followed it and actually he it crashed and he went to the, he was actually at the site and he hasn't talked about it for 26 years until this documentary until James Fox tracked him down. Uh, he when he got to the site he actually described a, a big sheet of metal, uh, thin 
sheet of metal that uh you know it looked very smooth it was you know but he was able to crumble it up and then it would go right back into place just like they uh some of the witnesses uh, of roswell had had stated so this is basically the same type of a material um and and you know it, what's good about this documentary is that it's there, there are people that are are real people this guy who was at the crash site he was threatened you know then he was threatened there was tears in his eyes when he was at the site i mean it's a personal thing for a lot of these people uh there was these girls that had seen the uh, seen one of the uh beings apparently after this thing crashed uh, some of the beings must have got out uh and you know at least two of them apparently two of them were brought to a hospital still alive I, I, apparently they died later on i guess who knows uh but uh you have uh, these now they're grown women of course but at the time they were young girls and they saw this uh, they saw this being you know they saw this they, they were walking in the street there was actually a military uh blockade in in the town because i apparently the military suspected that one of these beings was in that area and so uh these girls didn't know that they were walking through the street and they they, they happened to be walking in this one area uh an isolated section of this town of virginia and they came across this being uh, you know crouched up against the wall um and now they're they're talking about it now and you know all these people all these people were not only did they witness things but they were threatened to keep quiet or else okay just like the united states military handled the roswell crash it's basically it's it's almost like a mirror image in a way uh, except, uh, you know, there was, there, there were some witnesses that actually saw the things alive, you know, that are talking about it. We don't really have that from Roswell, just some anecdotal, anecdotal evidence with Roswell. He had somebody telling a family member that one of the things were, was alive, things like that. And then, the, then you know, so it's like secondhand. This is firsthand. This is firsthand information about uh, uh, alien beings actually seeing them. Uh, and, and it's an incredible, can you imagine seeing something like this? It would be incredible. And there was so there was actually one uh, military guy that they there were some people that w didn't want to have their face on the camera, so they would interview them with a blurred face or uh, have a, have a camera behind them, so you can only see the back of their head as they're talking. And there was some military personnel that were talking about this. All of these people were you know warned you can't say anything about this. They showed some video of of uh, there was a nearby uh, military uh, Brazilian military base there. And, uh, you know, they're showing some old footage of, of an official from the military back then saying there's nothing, nothing happened here, nothing at all, nothing to worry about. And basically he lied about the whole thing. And uh, and then you have some people who were actually uh, that actually saw the being, saw that saw the wreckage, you know, all that kind of thing. And they're talking about it now. Um, and, you know, they weren't, you know, of course, they didn't even want to. They're still afraid uh, to talk about it in public. So that's why they, some of them were uh, had their faces hidden. Uh, and then there was actually one guy that uh, there was a guy there was a story that one of the um, uh, personnel one of the military personnel actually there was one of these beings that they found on 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 the side of a road basically and he went right up and grabbed it and picked it up and they drove and the military drove away with it that guy ended up getting an infection and then later died from what it, uh from that from from uh picking that being up and there was this other guy that was with him and they went to try to interview this guy and uh he would not talk to them in fact he threatened if they didn't leave they're gonna he's gonna shoot them i mean the documentary crew, the crew that was making the film was gonna uh, uh, if they didn't leave he was gonna shoot them uh 
I highly recommend this movie because uh, it just drives the point home in a way that you don't usually see. You have all these people, real people, you know, similar to like the aerial school where you have people coming up and telling you them their, their stories. And, and it's a real thing. It's, this, is, this movie is completely, uh, you know, it's intriguing. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's, um, you're, you're flabbergasted at it. I can't wait to watch it again, actually. I highly recommend uh, you know, buying it. I think if you wait uh, until November, you could rent it, and I'm sure it will be a cheaper price then because uh, you know, I ended up buying it because I wanted to see it, and of course I wanted to talk about it here on my podcast. I've been waiting for this uh, for ever since I heard about, heard about it, ever since I knew it was coming out. But uh, again, James Fox does a great job here. Uh, some of the other things that happened in this is, is uh, apparently the bot, the, these aliens were shipped away. There was dead aliens and alive aliens, you know, but apparently the American government was involved and uh, they came and they shipped the uh, bodies away. There was actually some men in black uh, stories told. Uh, people were approached by men in black suits, just <laughs> classic men in black stories. Apparently these were government agents uh showing up and warning people they actually uh in, uh in the one section of the of the of the of the documentary uh these girls that saw the being uh these men in black said hey they'll they'll give her a suitcase full of money basically if they say that they lied if they tell say that they lied and the mother their mother got really upset and told them told them to go away uh so they're actually trying to do all these different things they for whatever reason right the government doesn't want this information to come out uh now just recently i i did an interview on the youtube channel called ufob and uh, that interview actually uh showed up on this past sunday uh, i'll leave a link for this uh video and during that uh uh one of the uh ufo uh, b guys that i was talking with uh remzy uh he's from the netherlands he was talking about that he thought that the beings in the virginia case were actually uh not smart like they might have been uh in, you know some sort of uh, you know they're, they're not the ones that are operating the ship they seem too dumb to be like that they might be uh you know specimens that the other aliens are using or, or, or you know watching this film today though i and i i actually agree with them you know i was actually mostly agreeing with them but actually watching this film today I actually i didn't get i didn't feel like that i didn't feel that you know it, it could be who knows what really happened here i mean i guess you know these things they didn't have clothes on apparently so um so we just assume that these must be you know uh, you know specimens that other aliens are are, are or who knows maybe some sort of a hybrid maybe a reptilian hybrid or something because they look different they don't look like your regular grays when you look at these things they're like darker skin they have like little horns on their head but they still have the the big eyes and all that kind of thing but they're definitely alien looking right they, they don't look like anything you've ever seen before uh and and he like his contention is is that they were that they might be um they're not uh, you know they're not like the ones that were operating this ship but again, I, after thinking about it, after watching this, I'm, I don't know about that. I mean, how do we really know? I mean, maybe they were operating the ship. Maybe there's a reason that they, maybe they had to take, maybe the, the, the climate of Brazil was just too much for them. And they had a, their, their clothes, they removed their clothes because, you know, because it seemed like they were sweating. According to some of the witnesses, this being that they saw, it was sweating profusely. 
uh, and you know somehow the, you know, the, you're disorder if you're an alien being and, and you crash somewhere on a hostile world basically that's what earth is we're hostile right and you're gonna try to run and hide you don't know you're not gonna know what to do and uh, I mean maybe that's just that was just the, you know no having no clothes on was a result of having to take those clothes off or maybe when they're flying in their ship they don't wear clothes I, uh, who knows but I, I don't know if we could say that we can't I, I don't know maybe there are maybe these weren't maybe these weren't the, the main aliens flying the ship but maybe they were I, who, who knows but I mean obviously they were the only aliens that were were, were seen so apparently they were operating the ship I uh, that's that's all speculation uh, and one of the other interesting aspects of this documentary is that there was some witnesses actually to a UFO that showed up over Virginia then, a flying saucer, and they everyone saw this thing clearly, multiple witnesses saw this thing clearly, and apparently it was looking for these aliens that had uh, lived through the crash. Uh, so, yeah, it's very intriguing stuff, and I highly recommend it, and... Uh, you know, I'll leave a link for for the Amazon. You could go to Amazon Prime if you're interested in checking it out. Uh, if you're interested in spending the money, and then then again, you might want to wait. But I I think again, I think Fox has knocked it out of the ballpark with this one, and uh, it's highly recommended. I really enjoyed it, and it's you know it's up there with the rest of his work. I mean, this guy, he he's he continues to do a great job uh, with these UFO documentaries. I think he's the best one out there right now. Who who uh, who makes movies like this now there's other ones too that are good I'm, I, you know but uh you know you have to look at the at the amount of films that he's put out you know throughout his career and uh and here here again he he's done it again and so i highly recommend moment of contact anyway we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about alien tools of conquest Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, we are back. Uh, as uh, many of you know, I've been in contact with a retired electronics engineer who did work with, who worked with NASA, the CIA, uh, different government agencies, uh, defense contractors, you know, things like that. He's retired now, and uh, he's presented different kinds of concepts. He he wants to stay anonymous, and he he's presented every now and then different sorts of con- concepts about what he thinks is happening. And of course, one of the uh, big concepts that he's uh, that that I think is possible that sounds reasonable to me is that uh, these aliens are here to basically colonize the planet and to uh, 
you know basically what what's happening here with things like cattle mutilation they're draining blood because these in, the, the, these things are insects basically advanced insects and that they they feed on blood and you know and that's one of the reasons for the cover up and 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 that kind of thing so that's one of his you know theories on this and and it, to me it sounds like one of the more reasonable ones because it actually ties everything together uh and anyway He's uh, sent me another essay, and uh, we're going to go through this essay. And basically what this is about is the alien tools of conquest. He talks about the, uh, the different ways that these beings are able to get from a, point A to point B and uh, you know, how they possibly can, could get through walls, like what kind of technology that they might use to do that kind of thing. Now, some of the, a couple of the things here has been, have been mentioned before, but most of this is new. So here I'm going to read through this uh, through this essay and uh and uh here we go the tools of conquest my first essay was intended to define the alien agenda i cited a substantial body of evidence which has accumulated over a period of many years and was obtained from very credible sources i then drew some simple conclusions which most people agreed were rather disturbing but were logical and made sense Following that, my second essay detailed the fanatical attempt to cover up and suppress this information by members of the military and the intelligence community. Once again, that essay was based on readily available and easily verifiable information. In this third essay, I'll consider some of the methods used by the aliens to perform their tasks. This will be of a more speculative nature. There are two main topics I hope to cover. The first is the method of propulsion employed by UFOs and how it relates to the levitation of objects and what's been called the penetration of solid surfaces. The second topic involves what has been referred to as psychotronic manipulation. It should be pointed out that the Defense Intelligence Agency paid a group of scientists to look into these issues, but their results remain classified and unavailable to the public. Let's begin with the propulsion system. The flight capabilities of UFOs are well documented and are vastly superior to our aircraft. They exhibit rapid acceleration, can travel at hypersonic velocity without causing sonic booms, and can move at high speed underwater without cavitation. These characteristics may be the result of technology that enables UFOs to distort the fabric of space-time itself. Essentially, the vehicle isn't traveling through normal space as we do. Instead, it is pushing space out of the way. If this explanation is correct, how would something like that work? In Special Relativity, Einstein explains that space and time aren't separate things. They are interconnected. It's been suggested that bending space will shift time in such a way that those within the vehicles experience it at a slower rate. Thus, the acceleration is actually less for them than if seen from our point of view. In another comment regarding inertia, Dr. Robert Sarbacher stated that since the aliens are insectoids with a hard exoskeleton and relatively light internal organs, they are able to withstand much greater accelerations than humans can. This could certainly be a significant factor. In general relativity, Einstein explains how gravity also plays a role in shaping the fabric of space. Bob Lazar has suggested that the propulsion systems in UFOs are actually artificial gravity generators, which bend space in much the same way as the gravity of a massive planet 
Terry body does. This seems like a good theory, especially since we have reports of people and animals being levitated into a UFO using a beam of light, as if the gravity within the beam was overpowering the normal gravity of the Earth. A related capability has been described by the military as the penetration of solid surfaces. Although it sounds bizarre, many abductees have reported aliens coming directly through a wall to enter their home. This might be accomplished with a similar sort of space-bending technology as used in the propulsion system. This is rather frightening because it implies that no one is safe in their own home. We have no idea how deep such penetration can reach or what high security areas may be at risk. Now let's move on with the subject of psychotronic manipulation. A better term for this might be telepathic control. It is often used during abductions to paralyze the victim or to render them unconscious and incapacitate any witnesses who might be in the area at this time. Telepathic control goes beyond those uses, however. Certain aliens seem able to disguise their appearance. This is often done when a child is abducted, who later reports going off with some friendly characters such as Santa Claus. It's a clever tactic because it's highly unlikely that adults would believe it actually occurred. If a child reports an event of this type, they should be checked for any strange scars or scoop marks, and areas around their bed should be examined with an ultraviolet light because the aliens often leave handprints that will fluoresce in UV light. We have also noticed that in many abductions, the victim's memory is erased and a false screen memory may be substituted in its place. They may think that they simply fell asleep or some other mundane explanation. In this way, the full extent of abductions is concealed and the public remains unsuspecting and unprepared. Perhaps the most striking use of telepathy involves the altering of consciousness in such a way as to make entire groups of people passive and unable to resist. Now, this is the part. Now, he, I, this, we went through this part before, but I'll go through it again here. In the case of the Phoenix Lights, a large black UFO flew slowly over the city, and many people who saw the alien craft at close range seemed to have been rendered docile and even somewhat euphoric. Another example concerns a well-known UFO investigator. He was a very intelligent and logical individual, but he clearly underwent a dramatic transformation after his UFO encounter. He now asserts that the aliens are here to help us and leads groups of people into remote areas where they're subjected to a similar encounter and return psychologically altered. By a gradual process such as this, an entire planet can be subjugated without firing a shot. Now, he's not naming names there, but I'll name the name Stephen Greer. Anyway, we have no idea exactly how the mental processes of human beings can be manipulated in these ways. The only thing we can say with certainty is that these are predatory behaviors which appear to be well-developed and intended to control victims. As such, they clearly demonstrate a very dangerous and malevolent agenda. Okay, I'm going to go through some of the things that he talks about here. Um, Now, he's talking about, in the one section, he's talking about the uh, psychotronic manipulation and uh, how it, uh, you know, that it could use during abductions to paralyze victims or render, render them incon- unconscious and incapacitate any witnesses who might be in the area at the time. I saw this happening firsthand. I saw this happening in 1977. Well, I talk about my story all the time. Uh, in uh, when I wake up at night, there's there's an alien being in the room, right? Uh, I know it's there. I'm able to move for some reason. 
Uh, I wasn't, you know, paralyzed. I was able to move. And the thing was there. It was hovering over the bed. I could see its shadow of its arm and its three and its hand, which only had three digits on it, three digits that had thick on the bottom, came to points at the end, and it kept on moving closer to my head and further away. And all the meanwhile, there was this humming, electronic-sounding humming sound that never let up during this whole 20-minute experience. But the thing about that whole thing is, and I'm not going to go through that whole story again because everybody who's listening to my podcast has heard this story a million times already. But, uh, you know, what happened there is, uh, you know, this thing never let up. The the sound never let up. But I, and I, you know, I, I didn't never looked at the being's face. I was too afraid. But I was able to peek out of the blanket across the room where my brother Davey was sleeping. And I started screaming to him, screaming to him. And he's not waking up. Nothing's happening. He's not budging. Nothing's happening. He's not, he's nothing. It, it was like it did nothing. He was completely conked out, taken out of the picture somehow. And I think it was, I think that they, I think the aliens had something to do with that. And then after he wouldn't wake up, I started screaming for my mom and dad and they never came screaming at the top of my lungs. They never showed up. You know, I don't know what time it was in the morning. I have no idea. Two, three in the morning. I have no idea, but I'm screaming at the top of my lungs for my mom and dad to come to the rescue. Nothing. Nobody came. Nothing. I mean, what happened? They were somehow, they were paralyzed. They were taken out of the picture by these beings these beings have the ability to basically conk us out conk every if they're gonna if they're looking at me if that was what was going on i don't know you know because all my memories only within that 20 minute period I, I don't know what happened before that or after that i don't know if, who knows maybe i was abducted maybe they took me and they were bringing me back and somehow i woke up or maybe they were about to abduct me and i woke up i don't know right but the thing is is that they were able to basically incapacitate everybody else in the house they have the ability to do that, which is very, very frightening when you really think about it. Uh, and there's some other things in here, uh, uh, you know, the the telepathic control with the with kids, how they, you know, a kid might say they think they saw Santa Claus, and you know, of course the parents gonna be, oh, you were just dreaming, <laughs> nothing to worry about, nothing to worry about, Junior. <laughs> Here's some ice cream. Right? And then life goes on. But really, what really happened? No, he didn't see Santa Claus. He was taken on board a ship last night. I don't know, maybe preparing him for a lifetime of abductions. And the parents are completely oblivious to it. Because meanwhile, while, they were, while the kid was in the spaceship, the parents were completely you know, knocked out using some sort of psychotronic, by the aliens using some sort of psychotronic means. So yeah, these these things, uh, you know, we need to be aware of this. We do, this is why I think it's important to talk about this because th- if this stuff is happening, and a lot of us, most of us, aren't even aware of it, right? We're not aware that this is happening, but it is. It's happening. It's real. It's it's not fake. It's it's really happening. I know this because I it happened to me. I I know there was something in that room that night. It wasn't human, and there was a sound along with it. And everybody in the whole house was incapacitated. And then somehow I got knocked out in the end of this. At the end of that story, that story ends with me just bloop, blackout. And then wake up, you know, hours later the next morning. So, yes, there is most certainly something going on. And that's why we need to be aware of this. Um, yeah, and I think this is a good, you know, a, a, you know, this is good advice. Okay, if, if, if something like something strange happens to your child, maybe, you know, people should think of, okay, if a child tells a story that's, sounds a little phony or really maybe a little overly imaginative right and they really believe it uh maybe the parents what the good thing the 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 right thing to do would be hey we we better look into this what if he was abducted by aliens you know i i i think that's probably good advice you know hey you know i i I didn't know about some of these things i didn't realize now that now this person i've been talking with this my anonymous source uh 
He's saying that the uh, that these beings could leave leave behind handprints, possibly. Uh, so get a, a, a get a you know check it out with you know ultra put it under ultraviolet light. Put the whole room under ultraviolet light. See if there's any handprints sitting around, laying around. Uh, so that's possibly good advice. Because you know what, folks, this is this is real. It is real, and once you accept it, it's real. And and it's I know I know it sounds crazy. If if you just walked in the door and you never you never thought about aliens at, at all, and and somebody's telling you this kind of stuff, you're gonna go, oh, this is totally insane. This guy's out of his gourd. No, 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 no. You need to do some studying and, and research and understand that there's more to this life than meets the eye. And extraterrestrial presence is one of those uh, things that uh, we're talking about here. Uh, and there's some other things that he talks about in this that uh, we can go through. Uh, you know, the military. This, you know, he well, he talked about that in, in his other uh, podcast, but I, or actually not, not other podcast. He talked about that in his other one of his other essays. But I just wanted to go through that again after just talking about, you know, what happened in Brazil. I, I you know, it's just, you know, it's time. It's time to, you know, put this stop playing this game the military needs to stop playing this game and you know let's you know hopefully we're going to get there pretty soon i hope but i don't know and then as far as the walking through the walls and stuff like that you know uh when i first heard that when i first heard that some alien abductees say yeah you know these beings walk right through the wall you know to me right when i i I think i heard that and then for even years after that I i thought that was that had to be phony that has to be fake but as time goes on Right, and you hear there's a lot more other there's a lot of other people, and you read a lot of books, and you read, read a lot of people under hypnosis talk about these things being able to walk through walls. Then you start thinking, well, wait a minute, okay, well maybe it is real. It's as crazy as it sounds, as as scientifically impossible to the human race that it sounds. Well, maybe they did figure something out. I guess again, you know, I wasn't thinking out of the box like I should. Like sometimes even people like me aren't thinking out of the box when it comes to this whole UFO problem. Well, well, wait a minute. If they're a hundred thousand years, let's say they're a hundred thousand years more advanced than we are. Wow, they must really have some technology that you know would just you know blow us away, right? And this could be one of them. They might be able to basically walk through walls using this this method that the, where they basically bend space and time, and that's maybe that's how they're doing it. We have no idea scientifically how they're accomplishing it, but if it's, if they're doing it, then there must be a way. And so, obviously, it's something to be concerned about. Um, you know, and, you know, the, like he was talking about Bob Lazar, that's, he suggested that they're, uh, you know, that UFOs are using artificial gravity generators, which bend space in much the same way as the gravity of a massive planetary body does. Uh, and, and which, which I think is this is really interesting to me because basically what you're what what, what these craft are when you, when people are floating up to the craft, it's not actually they're not getting pulled up. They're not getting pulled. They're basically falling up because gravity is stronger from the craft than it is on Earth. Think about that. That now that's you know putting it in those kind of terms that makes it a little bit more wow okay I didn't really think of it that way okay so basically they're, they're, they're basically the gravity that's being created on that craft is stronger than the gravity that that's on the ground and so like for instance in a cattle mutilation a cow someone see you know some some farmer Joe's out in his pasture and you know in the middle of the night and he's he's worried about uh, one of his cattle you know, another one of his cows getting mutilated and then finally he sees a UFO showing up next thing you know there's a there's a cow getting seemingly pulled into this ufo well no really what he's saying here is that it's not getting pulled into it it's basically the force of gravity is causing it to basically 
pull, get pulled into it because the the, the gravity is a lot stronger in the from the saucer than it is on the planet Earth. This artificial gravity that's getting created in these craft. Now that's that's really fascinating. That's a that's a fascinating concept. Um, and let's move forward here. Um, now this idea that. Uh, you know that the spacecraft that they're able to travel great distances is basically they push space out of the way i know well, what's space there's nothing there well uh it's it's not a normal way of looking at it but it's hard to even imagine it in our primitive minds it's really hard to imagine the, you know trying to push space out how could you have build a craft that's pushing space out of the way and make and allowing you to get from point a to point b a lot more quickly than you would otherwise it's just it's hard to wrap your brain around it but again this is the technology that they most probably have something like this that's what it is now you hear some people saying uh like i heard uh avi loeb um, the harvard astronomer armor physicist or whatever uh who's running the uf uh he's doing the galileo head of the galileo project avi loeb harvard scientist no, he's he's talking about like you know I, I heard other scientists talk about this too about these light sails like these big light craft that could float through space at at a high speed maybe even you know ridiculous rates of speed and and they're basically propelled by light. I mean that's you know that could be something to the you know that's all I think my problem with that is you know. Uh, that's the extent of what a human scientist, right? A really smart human scientist could come up with that that would work based on the physics that that person knows, right? That that person's used to. They can't come up with somebody like it's hard for them to imagine anything beyond that. I don't know if that's what the, I don't think these things are flying through space with these light sails. You know, I I I, I don't see that. That's just my opinion. Doesn't make me right, uh, and I'm not a scientist. Uh, but you know, so. Yeah, I, I just don't, you know, I, we, we all have opinions, you know, and it's all speculation, a lot of these things, but I, I don't think that that's how they're getting here. I don't, think, I don't think the aliens are using light sails. I think they have some technology that our scientists are completely oblivious to, and we're just not smart enough to understand it at this point. Uh, I think that it's best to just leave it at that because uh, it's it's so incredible the fact that they're even here uh, and they're up to something. I mean, when you think about it, the whole the whole uh the the idea that they're getting here somehow i mean i know it's it's tough pill to swallow for a lot of people but it's true and it's really happening but there must be some way that they're doing it and it could be they figured out a way to basically push space out of the way and get here more quickly than than they would in any other scenario but uh yeah i just think uh you know this is this guy has been providing me some uh good stuff and i it's interesting it's some good good theories that he uh, posits and uh, I'm glad that he he's uh, provided some more stuff.